0: Hey Boos, welcome to Crime and Spirits, your one-stop shop for handcrafted cocktails, spooky stories, and all things true crime. I am your resident bartender,
1: Suze, and I'll be teaching you all a new drink recipe at the beginning of each of our episodes.
0: And I'm Bree, drinker of the drinks, and I write the stories we tell.
1: So, what should you expect while listening to us? Well, good question. There's going to be some swearing.
0: Oh, a lot of swearing.
1: Probably some rambling. Definitely rambling. And most likely a lot of off-topic pop culture references.
0: We specialize in box Burgers and maybe Always Sunny. Definitely. But what do you want from us? We're going to be drinking. And hopefully you will be too. So come hang out with us each week. And if you want to spend more time with us, check out the description for the link to all of our socials. Let's
1: buckle up buttercups and sip tight. Let's get into it.
0: Hello, welcome back to another episode of Crime and Spirits. We are your hosts. I'm Brie. And I'm Suze. Thanks so much for tuning in, guys. We've had a really rough couple of weeks ourselves. So. so rough.
1: <laughs> it started out so high when it we met great. the Boulets uh, and all of the drag monsters in Pittsburgh.
0: Beautiful.
1: And then two out of the three of us got COVID.
0: Mark and I died mm-hmm. for a good solid five yep. days.
1: Followed up a week later by me with a viral respiratory infection. Thank you so much. It's not COVID. I've taken tests. <laughs> Yes, but still
0: not feeling great. So please forgive us if you hear any sniffles or like I can't really laugh too emphatically without coughing. So sorry in advance, guys. We're just really excited to be able to get back into it and couldn't wait anymore.
1: Yes, we can't. It may devolve into madness, but as you know us, that is sort of just par for the course.
0: Because we also haven't drank. This yes. entire time, not since the Boulay show, so.
1: And we're doing tequila today, y'all. So buckle up, kids. It's gonna get crazy.
0: Volume on my headphones is too high. Okay. You'll have that. <laughs> so this week we are not going to be talking about a serial killer. I
1: know that's so weird. I know.
0: Watch out, guys. <laughs> this week we are talking all things Elliot Roger someone known as a spree killer. Now, if you're familiar with his story, if you're not familiar with his story, no worries. We totally got you, and we're just going to get into things. So, Suze, what are you going to teach us tonight? All right,
1: so not only is Elliot Roger a spree killer, he is also an incel, which we'll be talking about down the road here. Um, first things first, this guy's unhinged. <laughs> what he did is crazy and horrible, so we are definitely going to need a strengthy cocktail. Um, So the whole of the story takes place in Southern California, Mm -hmm. a lot of different areas, but sort of closely related, Um, as you'll see, he's as smart as he is crazy. Um, (laughs) I don't know about you guys, but SoCal makes me think like margaritas and sunshine Mm -hmm. and surfing and like all things wonderful. So we are going to have a bright sunny fun drink i'm calling it a fresh squeeze margarita because as brie can attest to i actually did squeeze real she true did. limes she with my some little some- little press thingy <laughs> she
0: put some elbow grease into this one guys Heck yeah and i'm very excited because i actually told her i was like i don't know what case we need to do it for but like i really want you to make me a margarita oh yeah so i'm stoked
1: so this tequila is a tequila that i have never heard of before um we live in Erie, Pennsylvania. We're sort of bookended on each side by New York to the east and then Ohio to the west. Um, Ohio has, let me just say, a little lighter rules than we do. Yeah. So my friends and I, will drive over there. There's a liquor store we really like in Ashtabula. Shout out to GS Spirits. This is where I found this tequila. It's in this beautiful, clear, square bottle. It's called Lunazul Blanco Tequila. And it is really good so i'm super happy the price point was good the packaging is pretty as brie knows (laughs) i'm a sucker for packaging (laughs) yes
0: that is what gets us every time make
1: it look pretty i'll probably purchase it take my money Mm -hmm. so for the drink itself you take your tequila of choice it doesn't have to be the specific one as i've heard from some of our listeners that there has been some trouble finding some Mm -hmm. of these liquors um Again, there are substitutions that can be made. Don't feel like you're stuck by this. This is, in all essence, just a classic right. margarita. And also,
0: if you guys are finding, like, if you're navigating the world of liquors and cocktails and all that kind of stuff um, for the first time, if you want a substitution, or a mocktail version of a drink, please reach out to us. We're going to have all of our social medias linked, and also we'll are go we we'll go over them at the end of the episode. And
1: I'd like to think I'm pretty creative and flexible, so I can mm-hmm. figure something out. If you have questions, I can attest to that. holler at your mm-hmm. girl. Um, so you take your tequila with your trusty shaker tin. You know how this goes already. Um, one and a half ounces of the tequila uh, I then added a half an ounce of triple sec, which if you're not familiar with, it comes in alcoholic and non-alcoholic versions. It's basically just orange flavored. Yeah,
0: like a like. A liqueur, you you can get afraid. fancy
1: Grand Marnier and Cointreau are in the same family-ish. Mm-hmm. Um, I just went Montezuma. Hey, yo, it's $6 mm-hmm. a bottle, but it is the alcoholic version. I know you can get the non-alcoholic at the liquor stores so here in PA. That? You can also get it at Walmart or Giant Eagle. Yeah. Um, But in essence, it's just giving a hint of citrus to it. Mm -hmm. Um, So you add the triple sec into your tin. I squeezed two limes worth, so it was four halves. It wound up being about one ounce of fresh lime juice. If you want to use it out of a bottle, I'm not judging you. Go on ahead. But I use one ounce of lime juice. I also busted out my trusty homemade simple syrup. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: One ounce of that. And you just shake it. Shake it up in your little tin. That's it. Um, I also read online, I'm in a bartender group on Facebook, they suggested when you make a margarita to put a hint of your kosher salt, that's what goes around the rim of the margarita, put a pinch of it into your mix so i added some of that and shook it up for mine and i will say i prefer that over having the rimmed glass but it is all about preference a lot of people have to have the salt around the rim of their margarita yada blah blah it also just looks really
0: pretty it does
1: and i will say when you see our photos like Mm -hmm. they're pretty stunning but i
0: will say i i find toward the end of a margarita that i am wishing that there was like a salt like a salt so element to the drink if you yes
1: will. so I put a pinch of salt in it shook it all up strained it over fresh ice in a salt rimmed glass put a little lime wedge on the side and that is it that is your fresh squeezed margarita
0: I'm so excited Get for a
1: mm.
0: so for those of you who don't know Susan and I used to work together sure did and she actually trained me how to bartend sure did it was not long lived but that's okay um but god you make such a good margarita like I can never my goal with bartending was to try to make a good margarita as good a margarita as Susan it just never worked
1: and it I will say I as I said you can use simple syrup and lime juice from the store there's really just a lot to be said for using the fresh ingredients it makes a huge difference in the taste to me anyways yeah and I I get it like times is tough if you want to get the little dollar thing in the plastic lime juice by all means do it. I
0: generally have lime and lemon juice on deck so it might even be be something you just keep in the house. Right
1: for sure but I can tell you the fresh squeezed element is a lot better than that pre-mixed margarita crap.
0: I agree. That you're
1: going to be buying. It's It's just all sugar and MSG and just nonsense you don't need.
0: It's definitely worth getting the ingredients separately at the very least. But, you know, guys, we're trying to put in work for you. We're trying to create something great. Oh, it is good. We're going to go that extra Mm -hmm. half an inch post COVID. Right?
1: (laughs) All right, so everybody, sip up on your margarita, buckle up, and let's get into this not sunny story here.
0: (laughs) No, not at all. So, as we mentioned, Roger is classified as a spree killer. So according to the FBI's website, the general definition of spree murder is two or more murders committed by an offender or offenders without a cooling off period. So basically the main difference between the two types of killers is the time lapse between the murders themselves and that the incidents occur during separate events at separate times. So for example, Ted Bundy killed sporadically but a lot of women were his victims, and it was over the course of, you know, X amount of years. Yes. In our situation with Roger, his spree ended in six people dead, 14 others injured, and it all took place over the course of just one night.
1: Just one night. It's mind boggling. Like
0: a couple hours. Yes. At, at, at like, to be honest. And so, what kept this case so interesting to the public, and ultimately what interests me the most, is. What takes place during the aftermath of everything? Because only then did we learn who Elliot Roger really was, what he was planning, and the whys behind it all. And let me tell you guys, it's pretty fucking terrifying.
1: So terrifying.
0: If you are someone who is familiar with this case at all, then you're gonna likely recognize the term incel. And you'll know how Roger basically became some sort of hero to these internet humans. Ooh and we'll touch more on this later just know that these guys are icky and they pretty much hate women that's the general gist of it so as is tradition my dudes we're going to just start our story at the very beginning we're going to take you through the events that led up to roger going on his murder spree so let's
1: start at the beginning beginning mr Elliot Oliver Robertson Roger.
0: What a name.
1: That's a lot. It's like four names. Um, (laughs) He was born July 24th, 1991 in London, England. Um, His history is pretty all over the place. Mm -hmm. Um, The family moved stateside Mm -hmm. when Elliot was five or six. Uh, He was subsequently raised in LA. This is because his father was a filmmaker who went by the name of Peter Roger. Um, Peter was known for being a second unit director on The Hunger Games in 2012 and having a failed documentary in 2009 titled Oh My God, which apparently he just went around and asked people about God.
0: Yes. Like and famous
1: people, homeless people, literally
0: whoever. Literally mm-hmm. And like in his brain, from, from what I took of it, um, his brain basically was like, I'm making this like earth shattering, like moving documentary and he sunk so much money of his it. own
1: personal money in addition to money he that it yeah, just mm-hmm.
0: completely and it just flopped did not it, go good it made sales of like maybe the hundreds in this, as far as tickets go which is you guys know is abysmal
1: but when you add up all the film and the travel and the recording and getting all these people to be on it camera it's just yeah. it's not worth it nope. um so he's doing well um <laughs> elliot's mother, Lee Chin Roger was a Malaysian-Chinese research assistant for a film company. So, obviously, La La Land, their mm-hmm. LA, you know, that whole California dreaming kind of thing. Um, she was also known for being a unit nurse on the 1989 film Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, which I don't know if you guys have ever heard of it, but Mr. <laughs> George Lucas was an executive <laughs> producer on. Which
0: um, that's, that's pretty cool. Uh, I mean to have that in your back pocket. True. I had read. Um, we're gonna mention it later, but um, there was there's a manifesto to the story. And there's so a, I, there's a lot happening. I started there. reading it last night and they uh elliot mentioned that his mother also was like rumored to have dated george lucas yeah and had connections to steven spielberg which is like well
1: george lucas mates. and steven spielberg were closely related mm-hmm. they executive produced and wrote and they, like, directed all and of these all the yeah time, so, so. Mm-hmm.
0: it makes sense uh, i don't <laughs> believe <laughs>
1: you'll come to learn don't believe anything this no, person no, no, no. says no 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 <laughs> um these movie connections will play a role later on in his life um image was very important to him and the fact that his parents had these connections led him to living a hollywood lifestyle at least on the surface mm-hmm. um the couple welcomed a baby girl into the family when elliot was four but as is so often the case peter and lee Chin ultimately end up divorcing uh, right around when Elliot was seven-ish.
0: for his manifesto, Christmas when he was seven was like his last like... Family, memory, like full family Christmas. Mm-hmm. There's, yeah, a, the there's a lot character.
1: to unpack in this manifesto. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> goes on for days. Um, Peter goes on to remarry a Moroccan actress named Salmaya. And those two have a son together. As is the case with so many of these stories, mm-hmm. Elliot did not get along with stepmommy. Um, and they maintain basically just a super strained and stressful relationship over the years, which I feel like that's the case with pretty much any story like this we've read.
0: I mean or step researched. Parents, I've had my fair share of step parents and they're not all winners. There's some really great moments sometimes. I've had some really great moments with my step family. Um, but it, it's an awkward situation for anyone, and as we're gonna see, Elliot was clearly disturbed on yes. many, many levels. And knowing what we know about him now, it doesn't surprise me that any of his relationships were straightened. Right. Like, honestly. And oh, it, for sure. It, it it sucks because like by all accounts, Sumaya, like she She seemed to have cared for Elliot.
1: When she, I feel, went out of her way to try and include him in, like, Mm -hmm. the family unit. And he was just like, no, thank you.
0: Which I get it. Not even no thank you, but basically, like, no,
1: fuck you. Yeah,
0: we're both a product of divorced relationships. Mm -hmm. So, like, we can, like, it's a shitty situation to be in as a kid. But I mean, what's worse, having your parents stay together for your sake? Like, I'm very
1: lucky. My parents realized it was not working, yeah. and now they're good friends. Yeah, they have like a So great we do all the family things, all it's of really us. It's really
0: cute <laughs> to see you guys. Like I them.
1: I can say I think it's best case scenario in my oh, instance, for sure. but this just <laughs> this is not breeds more awfulness and turmoil. Right.
0: So because like by all accounts, it seems as if the divorce was not very amicable between these two. Um, Elliot's mother at one point Files an affidavit stating That Elliot was a quote High functioning autistic child And that she needed more child support And this is really interesting To me and this is kind of this was something that Made me want to dive deep a little bit because As I'm somewhat Pretty familiar with this case like He images everything He was wealthy You know he went to private schools he did all of The things that like rich kids do He drove a Beamer like all this stuff and so to find out that like post-divorce his mother when is was in a position to need more financial support was very interesting and kind of like another onion layer to this case again though
1: i'm just gonna put an asterisk here was it need or want
0: i mean who really knows who really knows i could see he's the money maker in this in the relationship right though? Pro- <laughs> she was probably pissed off at his documentary fail i mean like who knows
1: Again, onions layers so much. It's never black
0: and white with the horses, right? So, like, of course, his dad challenges this claim and has Elliot evaluated by a doctor of his choosing. Now, this man comes back with an informal diagnosis of depression and anxiety, and that Elliot needs some help. So, at eight years old, eight, he's eight, eight years old. Elliot begins seeing therapists and receiving psychiatric treatments. His parents always held a concern for his mental health. He was a very withdrawn, like, introverted child. And, and I was as well, but this was, like, to a, lo- a level that, you know, is concerning. Right. He had a hard time kind of navigating social situations. And so um, his mother thought that he could have had Asperger's syndrome or something else, you know, kind of along those lines. It's unclear whether she was ignored by doctors or if they did an evaluation and it just wasn't apparent at the time, but Elliot never receives a diagnosis of anything other than clinical depression and anxiety. But yet, he was prescribed various medications for different mental illnesses and disorders. He didn't take them, but they were still freely prescribed to him.
1: He took them when he felt like it, I feel.
0: Or maybe when he was being forced. Right. I mean, I know for my own struggles, like, medication is... There's a stigma to mental health in general, and then there's a stigma to being medicated. And so it's just a whole other onion, if you will. Like
1: a whole vicious cycle. It really is. Um, so by all accounts, Elliot's childhood was fairly normal. According to his crazy pants manifesto, he was quite excited at the prospect of growing up in the States. He was able to make friends. However, that social circle that he created was small, um... He began withdrawing socially when he started therapy initially, and it just kind of spiraled worse from there. Mm. Um, He got his first video game game (laughs) console for Christmas (laughs) when he was seven, and that was the beginning of this gaming obsession, which made his lack of social skills even worse. And I I could see how that could be an Asperger's thing because it's like that hyper-focus on one thing.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Or even just, like, a depression anxiety thing, too. Like, I could see that also. Like, for a lot of people who suffer, they have some sort of escape. Like, for me, it was reading. Mm-hmm. So I love, I mean, I still do, but I read constantly. And I can read a
1: book in a day if yeah, I just have nobody bother to me. It,
0: yeah, like leave me alone, <laughs> i reading. But um, for me, it was an escape. And so I could, see, I could see it starting out as a coping mechanism, and it with in his case and often with others it turns into something very unhealthy right rather quickly
1: um so this brings us to 2007 elliot is 16 he's in high school he's attending school at crespi carmelite high what a name Crespi catholics it's Uh. cath no offense what are you but who y'all you with have your names
0: explaining
1: to do. um it was an all boys catholic school and it was the first of his three high schools so if you're sensing there's some turmoil you would be correct
0: and you know this is a pattern too because again i was reading the manifesto and he mentioned he went to several like moving around was a lot of the family's ml which also leads to poor social skills right because you tend to just be with your family unit a lot
1: or by yourself if they're off doing movie, mm-hmm. filming, whatever it is they do. Asking you know. A question yeah. like about
0: Jesus. About God. God.
1: <laughs> um, so here at Crespi Carmelite, acor- ac- I believe this is according to Elliot himself. I believe you're right. He was bullied a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, one incident occurred specifically that I read um, where a student taped his head to his desk mm-hmm. while he was sleeping. How why are you sad? sleeping in school but like also like where are the nuns at aren't they supposed to have rulers or something <laughs> that's what i've always read i, mean, I don't know tell I'm me sh- if i'm wrong i'm
0: pretty sure that was something that happened very like old school i yeah, would like maybe. to think that's not a thing anymore but god only really knows literally
1: Rough. seriously <laughs> um elliot was always described as lonely and introverted but thanks to this experience and many others like it at crespi he became even more withdrawn Um, this is the same year that Elliot finally gets somewhat of a proper diagnosis regarding his mental health Um, he is basically told that he had pervasive developmental disorder not otherwise specified which I
0: know
1: could you be any more generic that's me Chandler (laughs) could you be any more generic um in layman's terms he was on the autism spectrum
0: well because like as we know the autism spectrum is something that is a little bit more current and recent in yes. mental health and like there's a lot of people who are our age and like in our generation who is finding that they're having that they had a mild form of autism growing up like i'm in the process of getting diagnosed with adhd and who knows what else right like it, as an adult these things are much clearer now but like you know, well, and given been, where
1: science is now versus where it was right. when we were growing up. So,
0: like, I think that it was still relatively a new concept, maybe, right. within the world. So, like, they didn't, they couldn't definitively say, like, you are autistic or you have XYZ.
1: Well, and autism is a spectrum for a reason. Right. Because it's just, there's a whole
0: varying... No, no, no. Two cases is kind of alike.
1: Which this makes total sense because as you read through the symptoms, you see that Elliot checks pretty much all of these boxes. So I'm just going to list some of the symptoms off: um, communication difficulties, check; difficulty with social behaviors,
0: also
1: check; paranoia, social anxiety, transient psychosis, check, check, check; uh, uneven skill development. Mm-hmm unusual play with toys or other objects
0: now i didn't see any stories necessarily regarding that but i could see it for sure Just like knowing who he is as a person
1: um repetitive body movements or behavior patterns so like a tick i think maybe
0: but i don't again i didn't
1: see any reference of that in my research that doesn't mean it's not out there y'all but
0: a lot of the things that i read was also fed from his manifesto and like his own like his own words perception of things so like i don't think he would have said like
1: i have problems Mm -hmm." i have tics (laughs) right um preoccupation with fantasies that may interfere with daily life and are not normal to have at a certain age Mm -hmm. unconventional perception of the world which you'll see is a definite thing um maladaptive daydreaming Mirrored self-misidentification, which this one was really interesting to me um, because I did have to do a little more research. It's basically the delusion that the individual in the mirror is another person, typically a younger or second version of oneself, a stranger or a relative. So you're not actually looking at yourself kind of thing. I'm so
0: fascinated by the concept of that. It's so
1: bizarre to me.
0: I have moments where I don't feel super connected to like my certain parts of my personality or like things like that sometimes like going through right my own mental health journey but I've never experienced anything where I, I look in the mirror and I'm like that's not me or that's like child me or
1: mirror. I don't know what I would do yeah probably spin into psychosis right. but who knows <laughs> Hopefully
0: I find it, not I find it a very interesting concept and I want to learn more about it If anybody knows anything about it.
1: Yeah, please. Hit us up. Hello.
0: I love learning new things. We're super
1: curious. (laughs) I
0: I, am. I used to, my mom used to say that all the time. She attributed, like, my love of reading for that, like... She's like, you're just always so curious. I'm like, I need to know the way the world works. I still like that. Now that I'm an
1: adult, my friend calls it going down the rabbit hole. Mm Because I'll click on one thing. And next thing you know, I'm learning about the Queen of England and when her coronation was. Because why do I? Why do I care? I I don't know. Because I'm curious.
0: (laughs) I wonder if that's symptomatic, though, of us being, like, from the generation that grew up without a lot of technological advances. And then... By the time we were out of high school, we had smartphones. Well, now I have
1: a computer in my pocket right. that I can just Google all that shit.
0: So I wonder if that's part of it, where we're like, we're like, oh, I can, I can literally figure it out. I enjoy the fact that we have that ability. Me like, too. I think the novelty of it will always be. There
1: Leads to me. hours of me reading crap online, especially though.
0: now that we're doing this. Oh, dear like, lord, it's so bad, you guys. <laughs> this is why I'm getting tested for ADHD. <laughs> it all makes sense. It's all
1: becoming clear.
0: It's terrible. So, um, We mentioned this uh, briefly before One of the ways that Elliot's parents Tried to help him cope was to move him In and out of schools Earlier In his life (laughs) It seemed like It was more symptomatic of his parents Careers and like the needs of the family Whereas at this Point in his life it seems as if it's Because of His experiences at school And if he was on the spectrum, this next part makes a lot of sense. So Crespi wasn't working out and they sent him to a public school in Woodland uh, Woodland Hills. It's a Taft Charter High School and it had 2,700 students which is a lot to deal with. I went to McDowell I had 550 people in my graduating class.
1: I graduated with like 122 people. And, and it, I was one of those 122. <laughs> and
0: we had two schools. So I only had to deal with, you know, two sets of classmen essentially at one time. But even that, that's, you know, 1,200
1: Well, and here the weather's nice all the time, so I'm assuming it's like a big college campus, basically, but for high school students. Pretty much. That's
0: how I like, kind of like. In my head again,
1: though, I'm like California. Everything's sunny and palm trees and like like, surfers. The shark
0: from the Katy Perry, like dancing. I get she's (laughs) all that. Uh, that Everybody from she's all that Mm -hmm. just
1: like be bopping around with their jeeps and shit. (laughs) In my head, that's where I'm at.
0: So. 2700 students is a lot to deal with yes. and pretty much immediately elliot would come home with stories of being shoved into lockers and belittled by his male peers um especially in front of females and that was something that was like a huge sticking point for him is that not only was this happening but it was happening in front of girls
1: i'm rolling my eyes right now so hard <laughs> so dramatic
0: they're on the other side of the room and that's not
1: <laughs> discounting his experiences no, if he was bullied absolutely that's not and cool y'all it but
0: like and it's really unfortunate like i had my fair share of bullying my brother went through some stuff as well like he
1: took the level of hurt to like he notched it up to four hundred thousand.
0: i think with elliot's case this is a really good example of what happens to unchecked childhood trauma yes
1: I could see that. You know what I mean, like combined with some sort of mental illness. On the
0: surface, he had what could have been the perfect life.
1: Everything, yeah. But
0: as we're seeing, it that's not so black and white. So one day at school, Elliot has a panic attack that was so bad he was literally frozen in place. His teacher, um, who later becomes his principal at another school, actually saw him and she the way she described him it was really gut-wrenching like as somebody who experiences panic attacks like i've been in that moment before and it's terrifying as a 32 year old adult i couldn't imagine let alone when you're
1: yeah 16 or 17 years old surrounded by 2700 other teenagers
0: it's the hardest time in your life like your hormones are rushing high school fucking sucks like Nobody likes it unless right. you're cool and popular or, like, super weird. Somebody like me that just kind of went through the motions every day, like, it was hard. And so he didn't go back to that school.
1: That was basically his last day. There. Yeah, was like, I'm
0: done. <laughs> So next up was Independence Continuation High School.
1: That sounds made up, by the way, just for the record.
0: (laughs) So this was some place that housed approximately 100 students, and they actually specialized in helping troubled children. And this is where he ends up graduating from in 2009. And so Elliot was well-liked by teachers and other administrators there. He did a pretty good job. Um, And it really makes sense, the whole Asperger's thing, because think about it overstimulation is a huge part of people who experience those kinds of social disorders and autism I know when I'm overstimulated like I just want to freak out and so it would make sense that he's much more calm in an environment where there's not a lot going on right and according to Miss Smith the principal at the time Elliot displayed classic signs of Asperger's he was socially awkward he couldn't make eye contact and he was very withdrawn and there's a quote I have here that I found really, really interesting. And I actually really related to, she said, he had this push and pull between his, in- his desire to engage socially and his fear of rejection. And if that isn't the most fucking relatable sentence, right. <laughs> like, cause who hasn't felt that way? At uh, some yeah, point in their
1: life? honestly,
0: like as an extroverted introvert. I struggle with that kind of push and pull. Same. I
1: didn't actually believe that was a thing, but mm-hmm. like my job I'm forced to talk to people and I love it, right. but then sometimes I'm so socially drained that I don't want to talk to people that I like and know and you know what I mean, my interact favorite, with on the regular.
0: My favorite analogies are I have a social battery and when it's done, I'm done. Yep. And also the spoon analogy, like I have a finite amount of spoons that I can utilize to get things done throughout my day. And my job's also very social. It's also very fast-paced and, like, chaotic. And so by the time I'm done, I used up, like, 75% of my spoons. All my spoons.
1: spoons. I'm out. Fresh out. I
0: have to make, like, the last couple (laughs) work through the day. So that really, like, hit me in the feels, hearing that from his teacher. It's just really unfortunate That he was finally able to get properly diagnosed and decided to completely reject his mental health care and just becomes increasingly more isolated, spending more and more of his time online. One thing that we saw in the research is that he was obsessed with World of Warcraft. I mean, and I'm replays The Sims. I do. I love it. I don't care that it's nerdy, guys. I it don't... I'm not judging.
1: I like it. I don't get down like that. It's not my thing. I no. have a Wii. That's where my technology <laughs>
0: stopped. So advanced. I like
1: the Lego games.
0: Those we, interest weekly, me. We enjoy a good Mario, Mario, Mario party, Mario party it's true. on the Switch after a good recording session. It's true.
1: <laughs> but other than that, like, I can't imagine immersing myself in another world like that unless it's a book. So...
0: I, I had a really close friend in high school that world of warcraft actually became a point of tension in our relationship because she just got so into it and i also couldn't really understand what it really meant or mattered like right. all that kind of stuff like just a different opinion but like she started missing school and like all this stuff like it really it really made her life for a hot minute and looking back now like it's so crazy to me that like I can see why, right? Like, and I can see like the gradual steps to it, and so like this, it makes sense. Well, and it
1: I so all of this technology is cool and everything, but it leads me back to Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, yeah. I have friends who played that. Mm-hmm. I don't know if y'all be watching Stranger Things, but they be crushing it. I'm just saying I love- that's a whole nother immersive world. It's just. Mm-hmm. Back then, back back in the day, I guess. I don't know. When it originated, yeah. it wasn't online. You couldn't right. blog about it after you finished your game or your conquest or your whatever. You yeah. know what I mean? But now it's like, I'm done with the game. so Or I, I finished this level. Let me go talk about it on Reddit or right. Twitter or post it on Instagram. Or fully, It's like immediate gratification. You can literally just make that your whole world. Yeah. Which is, in my opinion, sort of dangerous. It's fine to have it as a hobby, but yeah. don't like live your it's life like for, else, for like it
0: social media and internet and like pr- a lot of things that we're dealing with right now like there's a lot of really really great things and reasons and and it can be a very powerful tool but there's also you know good cannot exist without evil It's true kind of thing i think in this you're situation right, girl. you're right You're so deep <laughs> <laughs> she's so very zen
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, totally anyways here we go diverging <laughs> back to the story um, so Elliot decides to give college a try two of them to start with uh, LA Pierce College as well as Moore Park College but since those don't really like tickle as fancy no, it um, he moves to Isla Vista in 2011 and begins attending Santa Barbara City College um, the following year this is where things start to Dude basically <laughs> circle the toilet bowl <laughs> yes. um he makes a youtube channel which again is it good yes is right. it awful we're, also yes <laughs>
0: we're considering expanding into that area like there's a lot of benefits to YouTube. we are you want
1: to watch me make some drinks because i got you guys Let's we're working not. on it <laughs> um so he titles this channel a super clever name of elliot rogers official blog i love it um, he would upload videos that mostly consisted of him talking about his feelings on loneliness and rejection. I don't know. Ding, ding, ding. Are you seeing the pattern here yet? Right. Um, these feelings are a pretty big constant in his life, and ultimately it's what he is most focused on. Uh, he spent a lot of his time on the internet and would frequent online communities that fell into the manosphere. And y'all,
0: <coughs> I
1: researched it. It's fucking gross. It's-
0: I was, like, I almost threw my laptop
1: out the window (laughs) out of just sheer disappointment and, like, ickiness. Just ick. Mm. And
0: honestly, like, that is a lot of the reason why I really wanted us to do this episode, just because look at the world we're living in now. It's come a long way in a lot of ways for women, but also we are going through a lot right now as women, and I think that these men are very very vocal right now and that makes me uneasy Keep and i think that,
1: warriors yeah
0: and i definitely think that we're at a point where like this needs to be brought to attention a little bit more
1: So, for those of you who don't know, because unfortunately I know, so I have to share this information with you. I can't be
0: the only one to know.
1: The Manosphere is a group of websites, blogs, and forums online that focus on masculinity and men's issues, which sounds all great on the surface. Right. Um, But they often promote anti-feminism and sexist beliefs, and they basically blame women, you know, us, Mm -hmm.
0: for everything.
1: (laughs) um for their rejection for where they're not going in life for blah 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 fill in the blank dot 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 it could be anything we are at fault for their faults. i
0: hate you you're nothing more than a whore and a liar but also why the hell won't you have sex with me
1: yes so there's a lot of that there's a a lot (laughs) um so it's safe to say at this point that elliot's going full-on incel Um, And we're going to see that this was ultimately the tipping point for him. Because once he dove deep into that hate-filled, like-minded online universe... Like an
0: echo chamber? There was no
1: going back. Like, he had found his people. O-M-G.
0: So, we're actually going to be doing a deep dive into the world of uh, incels fairly soon. We're going to briefly kind of touch on some points in Elliot's manifesto but we're gonna kind of really dig deep into a lot of that it's something that interests us again I think awareness needs to be brought it's just
1: and there's a whole lot happening here there's a lot of things that we need to research further like Mm -hmm. for this research I did about 47 pages of research and then I added (laughs) another 10 Because there's just so much out there. So, again, this is a work in progress, but this is just sort of like skimming the surface Mm -hmm. so you can understand what we're talking about. So, if you
0: are interested in learning about it, like, we totally got you guys. We are definitely going to do a deep dive into this. We're not entirely sure when yet, but it's happening.
1: Soonish. It's on the books.
0: (laughs) Just in case you're not familiar with the term. An incel, by definition, is a person, usually a man, who regards himself or herself as being involuntarily celibate and typically expresses extreme resentment and hostility toward those who are sexually active. And that's, that second part is what's important. <laughs> Incels are angry, bitter individuals Basically. who wear their hatred like badges of honor. And Ellie was no, ex-
1: no exception. It's like they almost take pride in how mad they are.
0: I, I understand being angry at the world I've had to work through a lot of issues myself but like I can't imagine being so angry that I do what I'm about to describe to you mm. guys These
1: are and these are just a few highlighted examples of his, his behavior
0: so he, his YouTube videos there's a lot of him sitting in his car being moody kind of creating a vibe <laughs> and I'm laughing because I'm <laughs> not
1: it's not funny but like oh my god like he was so serious
0: if it wasn't such a if it didn't end up in a horrific situation it would be comical yes because it's like a bad yes
1: it really it's like it really is because
0: i think that's what he was going for you know his dad was a director all that kind of stuff so a lot of like he's so artsy he would talk of slow like this and low and be like I just don't understand why women don't love me me I'm the supreme gentleman that line is like his tagline well
1: it's almost like he's like they're choosing that attractive guy over me like why he has nothing that I I don't have
0: I have good looks and honestly like looking at him he's not unconventionally like it's not like he's not attractive
1: I just, so I will say a lot of times I don't look up their pictures unless they're someone I already know about. Mm. I'd heard of this case, but I didn't actually look at his photo until I was oh, done researching. Okay. So he looked, like, hideous. Like, it was a right. mask of, like, horror to me. He's not, I'm not,
0: he's not a 10.
1: No, but he looks like but a normal joe schmo off the street the
0: thing about incels is that they're never going to accept the fact that their personality is the reason why women want nothing to do with that (laughs) that's what's holding you back that's the thing like if if you would just be respectful if you would just not be a dick or say or call me a female there's nothing i hate worse than a man derogatorily calling me a female like those are the kinds of vibes that we're talking about, guys.
1: Right, just ick. So so much ick. He
0: would. I mean, for Christ's sake, there's a video of him literally hiding in a bush and recording a couple making out and talking shit about it. That's so about weird. About how disgusting they are, and it's ridiculous. But in the same breath, it's because it's the envy factor. Mm-hmm. And then in the same breath, like, why can't I have that? I
1: hate because you because you're but sitting in the bush. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> Dear Lord. Oh my God.
0: Right. 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 Woo. So a couple. uh kind of things, incidents that like stood out to Susan and I. Um, he described seeing two hot blonde girls waiting at a bus stop, and he flashed them a smile, and he was ignored. The audacity of these How women! How dare they! In a rage, and these are this is the quote from his manifesto. In a rage, I made a U turn, pulled up to their bus stop, and splashed my Starbucks latte all over them. I felt a feeling of spiteful satisfaction as I saw it stain their jeans. So. Pretty much immediately, like as soon as he's in a position to do anything about it, if he's not given the reaction that he wants, he immediately is gonna be like, Well, how can I hurt you? Right. This just happened to be. How a can I today. make you pay? In essence. How fucking dare you? In two thousand eleven, Elliot threw coffee on a couple that he was jealous of. I didn't find a lot of details. It kinda seemed like he was like either walking or driving by them, something similar to the
1: I read it in one of the articles that Mm -hmm. I read, but uh, it's it's based in fact.
0: Yeah, in 2012, (laughs) obviously, this is one that really got me, and I think was an escalation of his behavior. So in 2012, he used a super soaker filled with orange juice to spray a group of fraternity jocks and a flock of beautiful girls. That's his description. That had the audacity to play kickball kickball in a field he quote screamed at them with rage while spraying them that's just crazy to me
1: right like how would that be your first reaction wouldn't you be like let's play kickball rather than let me make you covered in orange juice
0: and it's just such an odd it's just one of those things that make my go my brain go huh girl
1: (laughs) um so that same year 2012 september Elliot begins visiting shooting ranges and practicing how to use a handgun because that's just what we need in this instance. Mm -hmm. Um, Just around two months later, after saving nearly $6,000 worth of I'm saying quote-unquote, because pocket money to me is not $6,000. No, it's like (laughs) $0.35. But his family, it said like his grandma and his mom and his dad were all giving him like spending money to go out and about. They
0: paid for like all the bills, his mom gave him a car, you know, like he didn't have, he didn't want for nothing.
1: Um, He makes his first big purchase. It's a Glock thirty four pistol, a weapon that was efficient and highly accurate, um, which are weirdly the reasons why he chose it
0: his words for it <sighs>
1: <laughs> um early in Twenty thirteen, Elliot proceeded to purchase two more handguns, both being Sig Sauer P two twenty six pistols. Yeah. I don't know we anything about means. guns. Yep, we're like woohoo sure, pistols. Sounds fancy. I
0: know like, what a
1: pistol is. That's right. about it. Like you, right. like I,
0: like I know that these are handguns, but like as far as the differentiation between them, I, I got nothing, y'all.
1: Um, he did write that Sorry. they were quote of a much higher quality than the Glock and a lot more efficient end quote. So perhaps his knowledge was research. also. Evolving, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, all three of these weapons were purchased legally, but, but, and here's where here's where things get even weirder. This is suspicious. Don't be suspicious. Don't be <laughs> he suspicious. was very suspicious. He bought them in three separate transactions, all in different counties. The Glock yes. was in Santa Barbara. Pistol one was Ventura. Pistol two was LA County. So obviously he's planning. Right. Because I think if you went into a gun store. Or whatever. And we're like, may I have three guns? They'd be like, we have some questions for you. Especially
0: in California. You know, think about where this is happening. California is a widely known like more liberal state so yes. of course they're probably going to have a little bit stricter
1: maybe some more questions about what you're doing with three yeah. handguns
0: so i mean obviously he knew that could have been a potential barrier to so him. he was planning for so it he planned for
1: that um he did however hide all these big ticket purchases from <laughs> his parents and his roommates no one was the wiser that he was making some big plans and was basically just biding his time um so this, this for me was the event that sort of like was the tipping point, mm-hmm. in my opinion. It's July of 2013. Elliot, for unknown reasons, is at a house party um, allegedly, he was mocked by a group of girls, which I don't know if you've noticed, but this is sort of a trigger for him. And what
0: I imagine when I hear that is like, okay, so in his head, getting mocked by girls, so he probably tried to approach them. And they to were like, like,
1: no, thank you. Chat him
0: up in probably a, you're a drunken slut kind of way. Yeah. Just from his MOs.
1: And they were like, no, thanks. And they were
0: like, fuck you. And then. He
1: took that as like, bleh.
0: Like a fuck you.
1: <laughs> so he took that rejection. He made it into an attempt to push the these said girls this group of girls off of a 10-foot ledge um thank god he was not successful in this instance um
0: the anger the anger that is in behind fact this.
1: a couple of guys came to the rescue and ended up pushing elliot over and injured his ankle he promptly got out of there but left his stupid expensive <laughs> sunglasses at the party these
0: 300 sunglasses what's Bitch, don't leave him behind. What are you doing? Taking? I mean, again, it was L.A., so I get it. But
1: well, and then dumbass, he goes back, ends up in an alter altercation with some of the men that were involved, or at the party, or I don't know if also, they were involved in the initial like fight to defend the girls or what the deal was. I got but.
0: confused because I kind of read some conflicting information. So I read one version where he went back to the party to get his sunglasses. Um, and the men from the party is, are the ones that kind of confronted him. Another version I read was that he went to the wrong house, oh. but they knew what had happened. Right. And then they took it upon themselves to like execute some justice. Either way, he got his ass beat. He gets beat up. hmm
1: mm-hmm. Um, so per his manifesto, this was the final straw and he begins to put this crazy plan into actual motion
0: it's so scary like the systematic planning that goes into something like this like i
1: said the thing that like set the alarm bells off in me was like oh so he's going to different counties at different times to purchase different weapons i was like oh dear god it's kind of
0: like when we discussed israel keys yes like there was so much methodical thinking that went into the execution of his crimes. Right. And this is kind of the same thing, just on a smaller scale almost. It's scary. It's so scary. So while he was planning, he was also vlogging. His videos are disturbing to watch. Like I said, he just sits in his car and he just talks about how he doesn't understand why girls don't like him.
1: Why don't they want to sleep with me?
0: (laughs) He was downright pissed That he was still a virgin at that age. And, like, I get it. It's awkward. People make fun of you for it. It's nothing to be ashamed of. People put way too much pressure on each other, especially at that age. Right. Sex is not something to be taken lately. Like, it's not... I
1: think this was a case of, I want to have it, but I don't know how to get it, and now I'm mad that I can't have it. Well, and another
0: thing about <laughs> Like, it was cells, just a
1: snake eating its tail.
0: It, very much so, because, like, another thing about incels, like, a key characteristic is that they themselves, even though they might not be, like, like, I'm not the most beautiful person in the world. I know that I'm fairly average looking, but I don't believe that I'm, like, an ugly person. But, like, some of these people are probably, you know, not super desirable to the other sex. And I get where their frustration lies, but like the anger that's just behind it, and like I don't even like the aggression about how you should give it to me is what's scary. Right. Like, and it's just because this isn't really cares. This isn't even a case though
1: of if i can't have it i'm going to take it they just get mad about it and then
0: well and they uh, fantasize about it like when you go on these forums like i was listening to don't go on the forums i was we're gonna do that for you we'll we'll expose ourselves and then have many many drinks after
1: and be traumatized you're welcome everybody
0: (laughs) we do this for you i was listening to another podcast who did um who covered elliot roger and they made a very interesting point um that reddit so for those of you who are familiar with reddit anything fucking goes on reddit there is very little like
1: i'm not gonna lie i'm old and i don't know how to use it mark
0: introduced it to me it's my guilty pleasure i'm not ashamed
1: i see reddit threads like screenshot it all the time on social media but to go on it is just bad shit bananas it
0: is and it's because there's that y'all don't
1: make sense reddit i'm looking at you you know
0: anonymous factor behind it right it's way it's so different than other social media sites like you could literally do or say whatever you want and there's a lot of wiggle room. Like there's some really fucked up shit that goes on Reddit. Reddit kicked the incels out.
1: They they banned them. That's
0: the thing. Like they, they were, were like, so, we have had enough
1: of this. No they more. They were
0: so past what Reddit deemed acceptable that like they weren't. They're no longer allowed. Which is essentially why like 4chan got really really big. Which is another like again platform. Uh, what? For them. <laughs> Um it's not one I'm super familiar with because I'm a lady and they don't like me <laughs> there. So um it's Mark's just,
1: in charge of that. He's,
0: yeah, <laughs> he <laughs> he keeps me internet safe. <laughs> but um it's just it's just really crazy and like thanks to like Elliot's upbringing the family was able to make it seem as if they were incredibly wealthy and like we talked about like his ego meant everything to him. And that's the thing with these dudes is that they have an ego even when they probably shouldn't have
1: the ego and the image it's just
0: like, crazy I mean, this kid got to walk a couple of red carpets thanks to his family's hollywood connections like hunger games
1: huge fucking deal and you that know? guys if you'll remember that was not that long ago
0: this did not happen
1: that long ago Ten that years, was under a decade ago oh like, well, yeah it is the, a decade, the killings no.
0: happened in 2014 so less than but 10 still, years like, like this is this is ugh. recent oh which is another reason why I just think it's important for us to to talk about it so like we know from going through like the divorce proceedings and things like that the family might not have been as well off as they wanted to seem but appearance was still everything to Elliot and because he dressed nice and he had a nice car he just didn't understand why women weren't throwing themselves at him but in the same breath would talk about how disgusting women are it make it make sense. Because you're the worst. <laughs> you know, the one video is the one that just really struck me. And, like, he's just hiding in the bushes, watching this couple make out. And they had no idea he was recording him, like, recording them. But there he was, just being creepy and talking shit. And there's so many videos like, of incidents like these this. are
1: just isolated. I'm, I'm not sure if his vlogs are still up.
0: I don't believe they are.
1: Because.
0: It's dangerous. Yeah.
1: But his manifesto is definitely alive and well. We're going to link
0: it, so if you guys want to stop it me, don't worry. We'll make sure you can. <laughs> but we'll get to
1: that later. For now, we're in January of 2014. Um, so Elliot is living with roommates. They were all of Asian descent, from mm-hmm. what I could determine. I don't know if they were classmates or if it was like a Craigslist so. kind of setup or what. There were mm-hmm. not a lot of details. But he does wind up accusing one of his roommates, um, Cheng Hong, of theft.
0: This... This makes me chuckle.
1: Allegedly, <laughs> he stole a candle.
0: The audacity.
1: A, can- That's
0: a, ca- bad, a the candle.
1: That's my body. A candle. Back on. Bitch. <laughs> um, that was my slapping sound effect. <laughs> take it as a whip, take it as a slap, whatever. Either way. Um, either way, Elliot was not having any of this. Uh, he performs <laughs> a citizen's arrest. And essentially holds on to his roommate until the police a li- arrive. Um, Hong pleads guilty to petty theft, but everything ends up getting dismissed because it's goddamn ridiculous. And there Honestly. isn't actually any sufficient evidence that any sort of crime actually took place. Um, a few months later, the police make another visit to Elliot's apartment, this time at the behest of his own parents, because... <coughs> You know, the internet is public, right, Elliot? Um, they were watching his YouTube videos and becoming more and more concerned. Um, deputies went by the apartment to visit Elliot, and they ultimately determined that he didn't meet the criteria for an involuntary mental health hold.
0: So that leads me to believe that the parents were trying to section him, essentially. Yes. Like,
1: but without actually doing it themselves. They wanted. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, that's how it works, actually. So, like, if you go and you are, like, hey, listen, like, my brother, I think, is a danger to himself and to others. And I think that he needs some help. Police officers are automatically involved. They go with the caseworker right. who's often a licensed therapist. To so you have to go and basically a lot of times they'll give them the option, like, hey, like, if you come with me voluntarily, this isn't going to be, like...
1: A big I think deal. Locally,
0: they call it like a three hundred two, like or something. Yep, and he,
1: it's a seventy-two hour involuntary right. hold, but, but
0: they give them the chance you to can like make it voluntary, their own, <laughs> which changes things. Like if you get involuntarily held, like in the state of Pennsylvania, you're not allowed to own a firearm after that.
1: So, again, this is where buying those guns in three separate Mm -hmm. counties feeds in because even if they would have looked, they wouldn't have seen those purchases because they would have just done, like, their county search. Um, He absolutely downplays the whole situation to the officers. He's basically able to write it all off as a misunderstanding between him and his parents, which could also be conceivable because y'all are not right. 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 It is what it is. 100%. This function is functional.
0: Family things happen all the time. Truth. Crazy mom and dad might be trying to get son in trouble, like right? That, that you never happens. know.
1: People are like that. It is. Um, the law enforcement officers do not, probably much to their regret, they don't end up searching the apartment either, as they felt they didn't have any sort of cause to do so. Um, however. We do find out, he does write about it in his manifesto, saying Mm -hmm. that a search of the apartment would have totally disrailed his plans, seeing as he already had two of the three guns in his possession at that time.
0: Right. And I just really feel like if the police would have found those guns in, like, conjunction with his scary videos and his parents being like, he's been seeing therapists since he was eight maybe a red flag or two would have went up well i don't think
1: i swear i read i don't believe the deputies watched any of the videos yeah. and i think if I they would have, have watched later. either about four seconds they would have been like <laughs> literally.
0: Skirt. it's yeah so okay so this manifesto of Elliot's clocks in at 141
1: pages it's guys it's so long and it's a pdf file and like i read like well, because it starts at his birth mm-hmm. and goes through literally every, like, minute of his life, and it made me want to gouge my eyeballs out by, like, page four.
0: I started reading it, and I do plan to complete it. I was trying to find my phone to see if I could, like, eh. get to it easily, but it's written... <sighs> the way it's written is creepy, It's like, almost. Mm-hmm. Like, it's written in a way that like he literally is like ta- he talks about the, his own conception.
1: It's just like I said I, he like basically when tells my, about his birth and his when conception. my father and
0: impregnated my mother and he talks about how he was you know he was born in London his family traveled He's talking about how he was like a world traveler at the age of four like he was so excited to be a typical American kid like it's just again if it wasn't A friend of mine said, like, she... I sent her the link to the manifesto because she was interested. And she basically was like, it's satirical. Like, it reads like it's meant to be satire. But it's not. But it's
1: not. It's honest to God, like, what he thinks in his head.
0: And uh, this thing is basically, like, one long journal entry where he spills every single intimate detail about his life. He sent it to close friends and family before leaving to execute his plan. And he writes... Quote, I didn't start this war. I wasn't the one who struck first, but I will finish it by striking back. I will punish everyone, and it will be beautiful. Finally, at long last, I can show the world my true worth. <sighs> These were the last words written by Elliot Rodger.
1: Cringe.
0: It literally gives me goosebumps, though. Like I have a chill going through like my whole body.
1: I feel a damp sweat because I yeah, know what's okay, coming I don't like
0: it <laughs> <laughs> It's very icky So the attacks begin at Elliot's apartment On May 23rd, 2014 His first three victims Being his two roommates, David Wang 19 years old, James Hong 20, and a friend of theirs George Chen, which I believe is also 19 Could be 20 This uh, The third one was temporarily staying At the apartment So he was just like, wrong place, wrong time they were each stabbed several times, and evidence suggested that Elliot attacked each man as they entered the apartment. It appeared as if each man was killed as separate attacks also.
1: Because so. I don't think, from all things that I've read, he was sort of slight.
0: Yes. And not strengthy or
1: anything like kind that. Kind of, like, lanky. So I don't think there was a lot of overpowering. I think he had to use the element of surprise, basically.
0: Yeah. It definitely didn't Hence surprise me. Hence the spree.
1: He planned for the
0: spree, but for sure. The positions of the bodies when they were found supported this theory, as well as some blood stains that were found in the hallway. Police also found a bloody bath towel and paper towels in the bathroom, which led them to the conclusion that Elliot likely may have attempted to clean up the hallway. <laughs> the giving her a look like, really ugh. Well, I mean, and again, it, it just speaks to his psychopathy and how present he was in the moment to have you know, like we know just from our true crime obsession, like, you know, when you have spur-of-the-moment attacks, you're not thinking...
1: You don't plan it out and then try and cover it up like that.
0: Or, like, it's frantic cleaning. Like yeah. He he was methodical. He took steps to execute what he wanted to And
1: execute. then I feel as though when he couldn't get it either cleaned up or hidden to his satisfaction, this is when he, he took to the streets. Yeah. So, <laughs> what would be your first thing to do after you kill three people go get a coffee
0: i mean obviously i'm gonna need a latte
1: i gotta get my starbies right I'm gonna need
0: my shaken espresso with 45 different foams don't even get me started. i can't <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> that's a whole other thing <laughs> um so he goes
1: to the coffee shop orders a beverage later that evening around 8:30 p.m he is seen working on his laptop in his car um this is where the real work is coming in. He's parked outside of his own apartment building, which is suspicious as it is.
0: He is suspicious. Don't be suspicious. <laughs>
1: but in this instance, he's busy uploading his final video titled Elliot Rogers Retribution. That one rolls right off the tongue, mm-hmm. am I right?
0: <laughs> he's a marketing wizard.
1: One minute later, it's 9.17 p.m., cuz this he's emailing this manifesto out so everybody has like a timestamp on mm-hmm. it uh he emails the manifesto to 34 different people one of these people being his therapist uh who then immediately calls Elliot's mom who had already found his retribution video. So, I don't know if you know this, but she's probably fucking frantic at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, if I was
0: her, I would have, like, the... the you know how you SWAT can, like, team? Well, you know how you can get notified when... Oh, like, yeah. You, like, I subscribe to a couple of YouTube channels and things like that, and so I always get notifications when they drop a new video. Yeah. If I was her, especially with the history, so I would be... History. I would have the notifications on. Hell yeah. So, she probably got... You know an alert like ding well and after she after she talks with the therapist
1: she immediately contacts Elliot's father those two make their way separately but albeit quickly to Santa Barbara uh while trying to also contact the Isla Vista police which is where this is all happening because that's where he's living at the time
0: right what we're going to see moving forward um because now we're we're officially like he's about to officially begin his spree and it doesn't take a lot of time. We're talking an hour and fifteen minutes. Um, what we're gonna see is that there was just—it's a lot of chaos. So, like, while he's hitting different areas, which we're gonna walk you guys through the events of the night, um, you have to keep in mind that police are getting so many nine-one-one calls, one right after the other, and they're getting dispatched to these areas. Well, he, from
1: what I read, it was basically like. He was driving straight, then took a right, then took a left, then took a right, then took a left. So he was sort of staircasing and then squaring back around into the same area.
0: So I watched a video on uh, YouTube, a documentary-like video, which I'll link in the description of this video for you guys, for of this episode for you guys, if you're interested. But he, there is a clip of him driving through this neighborhood, which he basically mentioned as like where a lot of the people, like college students, house themselves. And it's where like all the parties took place. And he was driving through on a really heavy party night. And I think just from looking back, his goal was to stay in the general In area those parameters. Of like Absolutely. the specific places he wanted to go. So after sending out his emails, Elliot makes his way to the Alpha Phi Sorority House near the campus of UCSB. His intentions are to kill everyone inside. Like, sororities to him are the worst of the worst. They're the worst female offenders out there. They were evil. They represent everything pretty much that he hated in a woman. And so once he arrives at the sorority house, he knocks on the door for several minutes, but no one opens the door. He looks around and he sees three Uh, Delta, Delta, Delta sorority sisters kind of milling around nearby. He decides to start shooting at them instead. And two of the young women were killed and the third sustained injuries. So
1: what else to do but get back in the car and start driving? So he fires into an unoccupied, thank God, coffee shop. He follows that up by shooting towards a deli. Unfortunately, there was a man inside. He was Mm mid-twenties, I think. He was shot seven times and unfortunately passed away.
0: Elliot's driving erratically and dangerous and while driving on the wrong side of the road, he strikes a pedestrian, simultaneously shooting and missing a couple of people uh, walking on the sidewalk. And then he shot at a couple walking out of a restaurant. A female cyclist, pretty much anyone who was unfortunate enough to be walking or just existing <laughs> in that area. Because I
1: think this is where, like, he broke and he was just like, anybody, I hate anybody right I think,
0: now. I mean, we kind of, like, touch on it a little bit later, but, like, I think because, like, his plan did not work... The way he wanted. Immediately, the sorority house fucked him up. Right. I think it threw him off his game.
1: And he just went off plan and did randomness. And just was like,
0: I want to kill whatever and whoever I can. Right. kind of thing.
1: Um, So at this point, he makes a U-turn. He heads west. Here, at some point, he exchanges fire with a responding deputy. Because like Bree said, they basically were just responding to all of these different random shootings. and There's so
0: many witnesses. Road accidents. There's so many people who are witnessing him doing this. They're all calling 911.
1: um, With his vehicle, he manages to strike two more pedestrians, two people skateboarding, as well as two cyclists. Which, I mean, I feel like that takes... Some serious either derangement or skill.
0: I just picture like Grand Theft Auto. Right. Like style. Literally.
1: Is that part of it? I mean. Um, Three more deputies do wind up catching up to him. There is an exchange of of fire. um, And one of the officers does manage to finally hit Elliot in the hip.
0: At this point, Elliot is actively being pursued by police.
1: By like all the police (laughs) at this point.
0: He turns south on... Um, L embar-
1: Embarcadero is what I'm literally say I'm literally
0: like, okay, I'm a little tipsy, and I don't even know how to start saying this. Because it said he
1: turned south again on Embarcadero, mm-hmm. so that leads me to believe he's just going in big school. Squ- yeah, like square like yeah, patterns. Yeah, he did that for
0: the second time. And yeah, like he heads west on Del Playa. It seemed like he was circling around the same few blocks. We're not really entirely sure. I did try to look at a map, but it was difficult to follow. We're not familiar with the area.
1: Well, and I don't... California streets, a lot of them are squares like we have Mm -hmm. here, but also not all of them are. They also have weird
0: numbers mixed in. Like, there's just a lot.
1: We're not familiar enough to be like, this is definitely his plan.
0: I am very directionally challenged. It's a miracle that I can get around Erie. I mean, like, I know the places that I know, but if I have to go somewhere that I've never been before, like, forget about it. Google Maps. East West. What are those? They're just words. That's random. (laughs) I don't know what that means. I need landmarks, people. Hello. (laughs) Hello. (laughs) <laughs> um so Elliot strikes another cyclist causing him to crash his car just east of an intersection um, police approach the vehicle at 935 p.m
1: So what this all started at 917.
0: That's when he said the email right 917 to
1: 935
0: 935 pm and they find that Elliot has ended his own life by shooting himself in the head He was... 22 years old police search the vehicle and they find three pistols some knives and here's what really got me guys there was six empty 10 round magazines but and 548 rounds of unused ammunition that's
1: so much
0: (laughs) he wanted To murder everybody, just annihilate
1: people. Like he was not fucking around. No,
0: no, he had no, he gave no fucks. So apparently, come to
1: find out, his original plan was to lure as many people as possible to his apartment so that he could quote unquote stealthily kill and decapitate them. He was then going to massacre everyone at the Alpha Phi sorority house, kill his step stepmother, excuse me, and half brother. And then commit a series of drive-by shootings and and hit-and-runs with the family SUV.
0: Such detailed plans. Right. This is crazy.
1: Instead, I guess luckily, I don't know if it's lucky or not for the people that passed away, but it could have been so much worse. Mm -hmm. He only followed through on some parts of it. He used the car that his own mother, the Beamer, that she bought him to do all this in. Um, It's sort of unclear as to why only some parts of his plan were executed. I think it's sort of clear that you said, like you said, things didn't go his way. So rather than regroup, he just stomped his feet and was like, I'm mad. Let's rage. Yeah,
0: I think it's either that or, like, he was thrown off. Like, sometimes people with, like, more, like, social personality to kind of disorders, like, part of what happens is you don't know what to do. Like, for me, even personally, like, if my plan gets thwarted, I get angry, I get out of control. Like, you don't get I start shoot panicking. people and hit people no. with your car, man. For me, it's man. more anxiety. Like, right. For me, it, it kind of instills like a sense of panic. Like I'll oh, take anxiety oh God, over like, her What her. am I gonna right. do now? Kind of thing. And so I wonder, like, if he just felt like that combination of all these feelings because it didn't go right. So he was just like, "Fuck it!" Right. Like, guns out. Let's rage. I guess.
1: Yeah. Um. So ultimately, he wound up killing six people in total. Uh, George Chen, now, <clears throat> he used a knife in this instance with his roommates. With the roommates, yeah. So, I'm going to go into specific numbers because I find it important. There's a lot of rage
0: here. It's staggering. I don't quite
1: know why. I don't know what the roommates did. I don't know if it was over the candles or what the <laughs> issue was, but...
0: some Yankee candles. George tonight.
1: Chen was stabbed 94 Times and then slashed an additional 11 times. 94. James Hong was stabbed 25 times and slashed an additional 12 times. (sighs) David Wang was stabbed 15 times and slashed an additional 23 times.
0: That has got to be so physically difficult
1: so I could
0: you imagine
1: I'm not laughing I just watched an episode of criminal minds <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the one with the Boston stalker or whatever with George Foyette
0: oh mm-hmm. and he
1: said and it still sticks with me you know how long it takes to stab somebody yes. 67 times so just imagine that plus another 30 times yeah
0: do you know what I mean yeah.
1: It's a lot, and
0: like you said, like he was built a little bit more on like the leaner side of things. He wasn't, and that was part, like that was part of his hatred too. Like, because the Inseldom refers to attractive men as chads, and like he wasn't tall, he wasn't muscular, so like he was not somebody who had the physical prowess, right, to like be doing this. I just
1: no wonder he staggered. I guess you could say these attacks.
0: Yeah that was very intentional i was like oh my god <laughs>
1: so the shooting victims were katherine brian cooper she was 22 when she passed away she was shot eight eight times uh veronica elizabeth weiss she was 19 she was shot seven times those were the girls outside of the sorority house so, yes. Um, Christopher Ross Michael's Martinez was only 20, but he was shot once in the chest, which proved which fatal. The deli, he believe. was the deli victim, mm-hmm. yes. Um, however, the grand total was 14 injured: seven by gunshot, seven by blunt trauma from being stuck by the goddamn BMW.
0: I mean, I just it's I'm just trying to picture like the whole thing going down, all these moving parts. All these people hurt and killed. And to think that it only took an hour, an hour, 15 minutes, is just mind-blowing to me. I just, it's insane. So, you know, that's, those are his crimes. And because of this incident, the state of California introduced a law called the Red Flag Law in September of 2014. So, a few months after his because it was May 23rd. Because May 23rd is actually Jen's birthday.
1: Oh, Jen. <laughs> so
0: sorry, girl. <laughs> um, so that really, like, stuck with me. So September of that year, Callie is, you know, trying to respond to all of this, if you will. These types of laws allow um, police, family members, and doctors to petition the courts to take away a person's firearms for up to a year if they feel that person is a threat to themselves or others, according to the Washington Post, as of this year, 19 states have some variation of a red flag law. Wow, words. Red flag. A red flag law in place. Um, so. Lawmakers were not thrilled with how this all went down, and they also they really questioned some of the behavior that the responding deputies exhibited during their interactions with Elliot at his apartment. Now, keep in mind, that phone call that his parents made happened April 30th, so not quite a month before he carries out his plan. You know, and allegedly, these deputies did not check there apparently there's a California gun ownership database, so if they would have checked that, they would have seen that Elliot made those three separate purchases. Because I it, think at that point it was only two,
1: but he they right, would yes. have seen it was in two different counties and like
0: red, hence red the flag. name red flag.
1: <laughs> and so
0: um, that was lawmakers were sorely disappointed with a lot of the behavior. So the aftermath of this, and then you know everything got released also.
1: I uh again this is something that I read in my research that I was like come on guys like so the parents called the deputies because of videos that they saw on Elliot's blog right. or vlog and the lawmakers sort of questioned why none of the deputies even bothered to look in for five seconds to what might be contained in these videos because there's no evidence that any of the responding deputies viewed the videos at the time of the visit or before the visit they
0: seemed from what I was able to find they seemed pretty comfortable with the fact of admitting that they like no we didn't look at that we we thought
1: he was totally cool it was
0: just a misunderstanding bro (sighs)
1: again all of this could have maybe not been stopped but at
0: least you know what i mean who i mean who might well the thing is too like while elliot committed these horrible despicable acts and he really dove into a lot of aggression and he was angry and i think it was inevitable that something would have happened just who knows what would have happened right. if his mental health would have been addressed right. properly. And his parents tried. This is like the first time that we are seeing a case where like
1: the parents are like things are not good. Never
0: really tried to give him cuz like, again, he
1: had all the money, he had all the support, he had all the things that should make you successful mm-hmm. and yet here we are. Right. You know what I mean? Um so after the fact, some news networks actually aired portions of Elliot's final video, which I find disgusting.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um but most of the big names opted to use still frames. Uh, you can still find it at the very least some of the clips. Um the hosting sites did remove it, um, but there was a fe- because obviously there was a fear that the video would encourage copycat spree killers. However, it was too late because a lot of people had viewed and saved it already. Um, and as we know, there have there have been other incels that have committed murder slash spree murders slash whatever.
0: Mm-hmm. Killing in the name of inceldom. There's a
1: lot of them out there. Yeah. Like, Hence why we ultimately decided
0: that we wanted to give this story and these victims the attention and time that they deserve. Because again, you know, I just want to kind of go on the record saying that... While Susan and I enjoy doing these podcasts and we have fun and we try to make some jokes and maybe kind of make light of some things, we also understand that it's serious and that we're doing this to keep the victims stories alive and to help educate like these stories are important we need to know that these kind of people exist and how can we maybe
1: spot them and keep this from happening again and again and again
0: and so you know we do this with the utmost respect yes we want to have a good time yes we want to teach you how to make a cocktail like mixology is fun and Everybody, for the most part, enjoys it. And it's mostly just
1: the cocktail part is to get us through the horrificness mm-hmm. of talking about stuff like this because it's a lot. It's yeah. very heavy. People died. People lost their lives because this man went off the rails into yeah. his inseldom, And I'm not condoning that, nor
0: would we ever. No, 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 no. But I think it's important to talk about. And for I think sure, it's important that we tell these stories because a lot of
1: people that I have talked specifically about this case to were like, "Who?"
0: Mm-hmm, they same. didn't know
1: anything about it, and I was yeah. like, "Oh my goodness, wow!" Let me educate you on mm-hmm. what can happen when your when right. seldom takes over.
0: This is one of those situations that, while I don't condone Elliot's behavior, it makes me. I am. I am sad for him. Like a part of me, just kind of like with Eileen, like a part of me wonders. What what could have happened... Right. Some people are psychopaths because they're psychopaths. And there's nothing that you can do...
1: Ted, we're looking curb,
0: at you. <laughs> ...to curb that... Ed. ...disgusting behavior. Right? right. Perfect examples of it. But then you have situations like Eileen Wernos. maybe Elliot Roger can fit into that category, and others who really suffered and felt as if they got an unfair lot in life. Like, life is hard. And it just goes to show that money isn't always the answer. True that. And while it would solve a lot of my problems.
1: (laughs) Definitely not all of them, in my instance. You know,
0: so, so yeah. So you guys have an incel deep dive to look forward to. It's not going to be next week. We're going to continue on with more cases, but we're working on that in the background. If you know of any interesting story, um... Any sort of, or if you have a personal story even that you maybe want to share, like please reach out to us via our social medias. We are on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. Uh, Twitter is Crime Spirits Pod. We are Crime and Spirits Pod on Facebook and Instagram. Shoot us a message. Let us know. Um, it's scary out there for women sometimes, and it's we have to go through a lot to protect ourselves. And I think that. The more stories that we can share, the more light we can shed on this really shitty situation, the better. Absolutely. So that being said, I think we're going to go eat the delicious dinner that my boyfriend prepared for us. Since yes. we've been drinking on an empty Ooh, <laughs> So much tequila. <laughs> and yeah we will catch you guys next week anything you want to say to the people
1: that's it thanks for your feedback everybody good bad we appreciate it it's helping us learn so
0: there's been a couple people who've reached out i have some consistent listeners from work Paige, sarah our friend jenna recently reached out to us with some feedback and we really really appreciate you guys so please keep it coming if you have case suggestions anything you want to hear anything you don't want to hear like let us know. Absolutely. We really appreciate you guys. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye.